1: giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It's, it's, I have no choice over it. In the first place, to me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I've said this before in this same interview, I think uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary.
0: I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Autumn Sonata, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of Intelligent Radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Autumn. How are you doing this morning?
2: I am well. Good morning. morning.
0: Glad to have you as one of our queens of intellect, members back on the show with us uh for a very interesting topic we also got a special guest i want to check on him real quick uh he was having a couple of technical difficulties so let me check on the because real quick and then we'll introduce you hey to you live hey, with me
3: yeah,
0: hey everything good man um did you uh did you have to go through the chart because i can i can call you back i want to make sure you're not i don't know what that message is i've heard of people getting it before but I just want to get you all here straight. I can call you back if it, if you had to accept that.
3: Man, it's six dollars, man. I think I can afford it at that rate. But I appreciate it. I just wanted to let you know. I just wanted to make sure I was calling the right number.
0: Nah, that's a new thing. That's a new thing. That's a new thing. It pops up every now and then. Um, but I didn't yeah, I don't even know what it come out to. So just wanted to make sure. All that's right, all let's good. go ahead and get all right, cool. I just wanted to make sure you were straight. All right, let's jump right back Not into the sure. Nah, for sure. All right, Autumn, if you will, Queen, say hello to the intellectual outcasts out there listening and give a little bit of your background, especially as it relates to this morning's discussion question, if you will, Queen. Thank you for
4: being with us. Okay. Cool.
2: Good morning, everyone. So um, as Montoya said, my name is Autumn Sonata. Um, so a bit of background uh, as it pertains to tech. I started out as a support rep with Apple some um, many years back. Um moved through different companies, literally padding my experience, you know, as a creative. Um, I moved through different spots as it felt, as I felt the need to, and that landed me in a solutions consultant role, um, moving up to a solutions architect role, and that's the role that I sit in today.
0: Now, I love it. Another returning member, I say, I well, actually a member of the community club, I will say that, but returning guest <laughs> I meant to say, uh D'Amico's, if you will, King, say hello to the intellectual outcast out there. Uh you showed up on this show in many different roles, but I want you to particularly highlight uh what you know what you're doing uh today, uh if you will, that applies to this morning's discussion questions. Thank you for being with us, King.
3: Uh yeah. So uh yeah, you all probably see me wear different hats, but hey, as as you evolve, you evolve. Um but yeah, so I'm a cloud engineer. Uh, I started off uh, being a cloud engineer probably about four years ago, no techno- technical background, IT experience, or degree, anything like that. Um, <clears throat> started off as a cloud support engineer, and now today I'm a cloud database architect uh, for the government. And uh, I, I own uh, Black Cloud Engineers, which is a company business organization that p- provides uh, support for blacks who are looking to transition into cloud tech careers with zero tech background, um, and I'm here to provide all the support and knowledge of those who are interested in the transition, or as well as uh, um, uh, break up some myths or, or um, dismantle some myths about cloud tech and um, all the latest hoopla you hear about tech news. So,
0: yeah. Now, that's perfect. So to go ahead and let the cat out the bag on this morning's discussion question. Can I break into tech without tech experience? Uh, definitely the perfect guest to bring this on because both of y'all are so adamant about getting people into this field. And I love what you said to me because of this idea of breaking and miss. And that's what we're here for. Ultimately, the mental dialogue platform, if you will, is a conduit. To kind of get you to the people we need to get you to and the fact that you run you know black cloud engineers if you will to because it's perfect because at the end of the day uh we're not here just to talk we're trying to get people help them progress with these conversations uh typically uh, hard conversations on race sex and culture but when it comes to tech that is a racial discussion in america if we want to be honest about that mm-hmm. i'll throw it back to you um autumn you know just kind of bringing that aspect into it Uh, the way we always start is just simply when you heard the question worded the way that it was worded what was your initial thought i actually called you and asked you hey what do you think the question should be so this should be pretty simple for you but if you will uh yeah what was your first thought in dealing with this question and just the aspect of being an african-american woman in the field if you will you can just speak on that kind of briefly and we'll throw that over to demikos as well
2: you know I can't keep it brief, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Um, so when I first heard the question, my first thought was, absolutely, that's the question that we want to ask because too often we, um, in our community, we ignore the skill set that we already have, and we look at the lack of resources that are provided to our community. And so when you ask the question, can I break into tech without any technical experience, Forty percent, over 40% of the jobs that are posted um, by tech firms are non-technical. So when you look at um, other industries and the transferable skills that we already have that are valuable Mm -hmm. in tech, those things will get your foot in the door before someone who has technical experience does in certain roles. So for for instance, tech sales. I know nothing about sales. Someone who has no tech experience can come in and grab that position and easily go at six figures coming in with no degree and no experience with technical uh, platforms and things of that nature. They just need the attitude the experience itself to jump in. So those things we don't think about because we're not told that those opportunities are available to us. Um, other skills that we have, real skills, like empathy, lateral thinking. In the black community, we have to think laterally every day. It's a survival mechanism. So those mm-hmm. things are valuable in tech, and we don't put value on them because we're not told that they are um, worthwhile. So they don't, they don't learn today. They do learn. Oh, we
5: don't learn today. The day. You, don't, you don't get learned today. <laughs>
0: Uh, Let me throw it over to Miko. Same thing to you, King, if you will. When you first heard the question, I said I wanted to get you on the show. We try to get you, you know, uh, you traveling the world just like your brother, um, Mark. We'll talk about him a little bit after the break as well. But if you will, (laughs) when you first heard the question, word it that way, uh, what was your first thought? And then just, you know, a quick thought as well of, you know, as being an African American in the field uh, before we go to our first break and continue this conversation hot and heavy. Go ahead, King.
3: Well, I think it's a pivotal question because you you add you pose, can I get into a tech career without any tech experience? And I always do these one on one fifteen minute calls for those that are in my newsletter um before uh qualifying and to join my uh my Patreon group. And we always say you do have technical experience, you just don't you just haven't been employed for it. Like we all use cell phones. We've all used credit cards. We've all purchased uh used uh the little uh uh cashier machines at the eighteen AT-, at the AMC. We've all used ATM machines themselves. Those are all technical items. You you engage with tech on a daily basis. Most of us at least on a, at least half of our day we've engaged with, with tech at some point. So you have technical experience. You just have never been employed by it, and you never Uh, you you just haven't understood your role and how you're being um, utilized as a business tool for tech as a consumer. So we all have tech experience. It's about making, it's about honing it in so that you're able to most capitalize, capitalize off the lucrative opportunities tech advisors uh, uh, provides and tell people transitioning into is that you don't want to, don't look this way until getting into this industry to make a high six figure, it took me two years before I made my first six figures. Um, you but you want to develop highly valuable skills, uh, technical skills. Therefore, because you can trick any job into paying you six figures, but they're gonna fire no, you soon that because you don't no. How to no, that makes you. sense. But no, that makes sense. But I just want, all right. Well, go ahead. No,
0: no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Oh, I, was just just right. just last <laughs> I was just saying that makes sense. Oh, all yeah, right. please tell me, I'm gonna go to
3: uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you want to have the value. The value you want to have the valuable technical skills so that you can always. Uh, because when you have valuable technical skills, you will have companies who are drawn to you, and you have abundance of lucrative opportunities from all over. And I'll be during this call. I'll explain to you how um, I took advantage of those lucrative opportunities, and um, again, provide more insight on how you can do it too. So it's not about going from zero to six figures, but from no technical skills, uh, of no technical work experience skills, and transitioning into uh, uh, technical, valuable technical skills that can sense. do. That makes sense. Yeah, we're up against way, the break.
0: So. No, we're up against the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mitchell Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. The number to get in, if you want to ask both of our experts any question about breaking into this field, is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646 646- 787-1691. You will have to press one to let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back. Do you simply want your taxes done this tax season, or do you prefer to have your taxes completed by a professional on top of current and constantly changing tax codes? If so, look no further than s accounting and tax services, where each year plenty of satisfied customers from around the country return for an efficient and professional tax experience for small businesses S-Kind's accounting and tax not only provides bookkeeping and accounting on a monthly, quarterly, and or yearly basis, but S-Kind's accounting and tax goes above and beyond to provide yearly tax strategies to increase the bottom line, profits. While no one likes when Uncle Sam or the IRS comes knocking, know you're in good hands with S-Kind's accounting and tax. Call them today at 770-947-3667. Again, that's 770 947 three six six seven or email them at advice at the tax
6: Started. And my final point, coding is still relatively new. Every year there's some new learning resource. Every year there is hordes and hordes of more people coming into a boot camp or something like that. And every year there's some new scam. Coding is relatively new, but we live in a world where in the past like two, three years, especially during COVID, a lot of people have seen what tech is doing and they are deeply interested in it they're deeply interested in just getting a little piece of the cake out of it and i completely get when you are in a household that's never touched a computer like that never been interested in computers like that i completely get being confused about what is coding or what is it supposed to do for my life i completely just want i completely understand wanting to take the safe road but that's what that's the case for a lot of, it's, it's relatively new to the general population in terms of popularity. So you can only imagine what it's like for the black community. That's why I always push a lot of my friends, learn how to code. You're into mental health, learn how to code. I guarantee you could make something in the mental health space. If you're into shoes or anything like that, Learn how to code. I guarantee you there's something in the shoe space. Like there's so many things you could do in tech that people don't realize. If you have any type of interest as damn you're always gonna be a company out there that's doing something that you're interested in. And the best part about it is you can make your own company. That's one thing black people know how to do is be entrepreneurs. There's not like that's just a fact of life. I think that I don't I think everyone I'm related to has been some type of entrepreneur in in their life, and I think tech can really do a lot of positive things for the Black community if we could learn how to get in it or use it to our advantage.
0: Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Autumn Sonata, and our special guest is D'Amico Chambers for this morning's discussion question. Can I break into tech without tech experience as we hear a cut from the Someone in the tech space just saying, hey, there's a blacks can take advantage of it. So, Autumn, when you hear that cut, anything that popped in your mind in response to that brother saying, hey, there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of transferable skills, he kind of highlights that as well. But anything that stood out from that cut for you, Queen?
2: Yeah, for me personally, um, when I heard that clip, um, it resonated highly because it, it's total facts. Um, black people are, we're so creative, we're so innovative. And um, I feel like we are we are withholding our own um, blessings and opportunities um, because we believe that we're not we're not valued in that space. Now, being that it is a white male dominated industry, um, there is space for all flavors of black in, in tech. There are all flavors of tech and uh, one that speaks to you individually, just depending on your, your current skill set, your desires, and your, your niche. So as he said, if you like shoes, there's an area for tech for you. There's tech in every industry, in every business, in every company. There's someone, there's an IT person. Um, and you just have to find out what your flavor is. Like for me, I'm a total creative, um, and my theme was puzzles. My hobby was putting together puzzles. As simple and as, as uh, elementary as it may seem, that's what piqued my curiosity with coding because the, the, at the root of me putting together puzzles was the curiosity or, or the desire to see the bigger picture in things and the, um, the concentration to detail or the focus to detail. And when it came to coding, it offered that same um, uh, result, that same satisfaction with seeing the bigger picture and paying attention to details. Um, as he said, starting with coding, there's so many free resources out there for coding, whether it be in-person classes or self-paced online classes. There's all, so many resources available to that. We just have to be courageous to know, courageous enough to know and believe that we belong in that space and not to be um, stifled by what anybody else says. Um, my company that I'm building out now called Fly Nerds, I'm building it just for black creatives in the MarTech um, sector of tech. So that offers a space for us to be our creative selves, build up marketing strategies for um, other creatives in their businesses, and make a way for um, us to have our voices heard, to see our colors spread, and not be afraid to, to take over that sector of tech. Because when it comes to us, to the black community and tech, nobody can think like us. And I can only say that from experience. Having just went to a conference where there was 175 white people in the room, and I'm the only black person, period, nobody read the room like I did. Nobody saw the opportunity and the, and the voids and had the ability to fill those voids like I did. And that's not arrogance speaking. That's absolute truth. And when I spoke, everybody listened because they had never heard a voice like mine. They had never seen a person like me. And unfortunately, I had to speak with a bit of aggression so that they could hear me. Um, but I'm tired of being the only person in that space. (laughs) So, you know, my main point for being here is to let others know there is room for you in tech. There is no imposter syndrome. The most powerful thing someone told me when I said um, I was experiencing some imposter syndrome, he said, how can you experience imposter syndrome in a space that you've never been? If you've never Mm. been there, you don't know who belongs there. So how are you an imposter? Mm. So that changed my whole outlet and and, it, and it, it empowered me to a level to where I walk into a space with that knowing and that confidence, and it makes people – it commands attention and respect. And as a black woman in tech, there are the white men who are looking at you as competition. There are the white women who are looking at you as competition. And because we are told we don't belong there, there are some black men who look at me as competition. But when you know that we are united as black people and together we are more powerful than separated – then you understand the power that we hold as a community, and therefore you can go out and empower others. So that's what I'm here to do.
0: Talk your shit, Queen. Talk your shit. <laughs> uh, Tobiko, jump in on it. I'll, can you come behind that, brother? You've been on this thing and killed the show anytime you come on, but I don't know if
3: you can come behind her. I know, man. Hey, man. I'm, <laughs> hey, man I'm, I'm, I'm still in the parking lot at Mentorship, man. So, hey, you know, you know got to divide the mind up. But um yeah, so uh, so here's the thing, it's it's tech is all around. You already are in the business of tech. If you sent cash out, PayPal, you, you received direct deposit you you're in the business of tech. You're just not on the engineering side, on the back end side. And um there's lucrative opportunities there. Especially when you're black because there's black consumers and there's black American consumers, which means they tech these tech companies and they they are a lot of them are doing a lot of um uh, um they are doing a lot of investing in training programs and diversity outreach uh, um uh, efforts to try to get more blacks into tech because right now currently among all the tech big tech groups only 2% of the uh the engineers are black and, and companies like mine are trying to change that black geek uh, cloud geeks are trying to change that uh black IT network are trying to change there's so many um and uh, uh, the opportunities are there. Um, I just hate for this to be the gold rush that black people miss out on because of their skepticism and stigma, uh, stereotypes that they have of tech people in tech world. Like, we come from all shapes, size, sizes, colors. Everybody who knows me and follows me knows I do a lot of cigars. I listen to a lot of trap music. I'm definitely not your average uh, gamer. I don't have a gamer chair type of tech dude, and I do all type of back-end engineering uh, i see terraform i can Kentucky blue uh when it comes to technical execution, but um you know I just want to say that man it the black women that are in tech that are kill- uh, that are in tech are killing it because they're bringing their flair they're bringing their women just have, especially black women have this thing about uh being so detail oriented and you have to in tech even if they're in a non technical role um but they're bringing that detail orientedness and they're bringing that uh that glamour flair to the tech world that it could definitely use more of. Um right now we're at this point where uh we're trying to encourage and show parents, black parents on how to get their kids started earlier Clothing, um, there's a girlswhocode.com code.com um uh a website that has a video game Basically, and it's, these are colored women um, who, because um, they come from different backgrounds, not all black, but they developed this uh, app. This it's not an app; it's a video game that, and I played it. That you can women, young girls, can go on a website and create a character. And as you're creating this character and playing this game, everything is developed DevOps features. So you're learning coding skills as you're doing it. I personally use Mimo. Um, as a, which is a, a free app you can download, and I I, I, I tinker around with it, learning SQL, learning Python. These are all very valuable skills. While smoking my cigar, like this, is, I just do it in my free time. Like you know, it's, it's your, the thing about if you're a person who reads social media posts or you're learning something new every day, you can learn these tech skills. They have both technical roles and non-technical roles. Re, uh, recruiters, uh, pro, product managers. Um, Sales, TAMs, those are all non-technical roles that don't require any coding at all. But don't be afraid of coding. Just like you learned how to, it's not as uh, easy as a text message, but a text message is code. If you picked up a cell phone and you've learned how to text on it, you learned how to different, use different emojis and things like that, You can you can pretty much apply the same type of thought into learning how to code. you know, if you want to get on the more technical end. But you can go either way. At the end of the day, you just have to – what's going to circumvent all of this technical stuff is are you willing to do the work or not. And it only – it doesn't even have to take you a full year. It can take you really up to six months of just concentrated effort of getting your certifications, your, your tech certifications or cloud certifications, then doing your labs to circumvent your lack of career work experience, and then update your resume and update your LinkedIn so that recruiters know that you're available and start your interviewing until you get the job offer. That's Let me how this in. process works.
0: Now, you, yeah, you gave me the process. Let me jump in real quick because I wanted to get this for both of y'all before we go to this next break that's going to take us into even a deeper direction. Real quick because I want to leave room for all of them to do the same thing. D'Amico, as you mentioned at the very beginning of when you're introducing yourself, you said, hey, I had no background. So you're a real life living example. So you've given the process. But can you go back to, you know, when you say you had no background, wasn't technical, wasn't a gamer. Can you go back to, in a sense, the overcoming of taking that leap and what it was like when you first got into the space with no background, Assuming maybe some of your peers, I don't know if you learned self taught or on your own, but I'm assu- you know, yeah, some peers yeah. probably have a technical background. So, how did that feel having no background and first leaping into it? If you could just give me maybe a minute and a half
3: answer, I can leave room for um, yeah.
0: for um, Autumn
5: as well.
3: Absolutely. So, uh, when I say you know, I was doing Uber and Lyft, and I just just got fired from Uber and Lyft. When I was when I found out about cloud tech at the time, and it was from I, I've heard it uh, a few times from a few passengers, and I, I had to investigate it. What is this cloud tech thing? What is a solutions architect? What are these certifications? Amazon only sold books. What are you talking about? Data cloud service provider. So, um, and, and, and long story short, like I didn't know anything about. Like I went to a I went to a uh, a, a for profit. Um, technical school in my younger years, but that was like in two thousand ten, eleven, and I hadn't, you know, no degree or nothing from it. So it was like, it, it, you know, I ha- I don't come from a traditional background. Nobody in my, I was the computer guy in the family cause I, and that's only because I was on the I was on the web a lot using BT, um, not BT but Black Planet web surfing and playing video games. But I wasn't a that's there's no technical background. There's no engineers in my family. So I had all type of imposter syndrome, syndrome as a young woman was speaking of, um, coming into being a cloud engineer. But, uh, but I knew a few – there were a few things that I knew – and I was doing that at the time, there were no support groups. There were no black people talking about tech. There were no black support groups about – especially cloud tech. And so um, uh, I, I went in, man, with all type of, you know, fears and apprehensions, but the opportunities that were potentially in front of me were too great to overlook. Uh, they told me that, hey, all you need is your certification. And I heard that time after time. And I was like, well, damn, if all I got to get is a certification. I read stuff for free anyway. I learn anyway. I can easily pick up some tech stuff. So I started. I didn't know any of this was going to work. And I kept studying. I started studying. I failed my first uh, certification AWS practitioner three times before I passed it the fourth time. But I tell you, you know what, no lie. As soon as I passed it, and I was making 14 an hour, $14 an hour. Uh, working um, for the government. And as soon as I got to pass that certification, I got a job offer from um, a, a cloud company. Um, I, I interviewed with them. I got my certification. I applied for them. A week later, they called me in for an interview. I did six interviews within the span of three days, and I got the job offer on the – they called me uh, the fifth day, told me I got the job. They sent me the offer letter, and they was paying me uh, $30 an hour, so there's like 55000 Plus bonus and all type of other benefits and everything else, um, which I was never accustomed to. I never had like a job to have that many perks or that much money um, back then I love in 2018. It. I love it. I love it. And, and, that's a, and so, yeah, that's a, that's just, that's yeah, a beautiful that's, story. Yeah, that's a
0: beautiful story. Yeah. $14 an hour. You You stick it out, three tests. Stick it out and and double and (laughs) double your income immediately with one certification. Um, Autumn, you got about three minutes if you will, Queen. Tell us how you. I think you said started at maybe a help desk. I think was what I heard you say. But what was that process? Did you have any technical background before even doing that? And even if you did, it's cool. We just want people to hear the story as it is. How did you move into the space? Yeah. So just starting um, from
2: the beginning. my curiosity peaked when I came home and was trying to hook up my Windows um, tower to my Mac monitor. And, you know, I was just curious about it because the monitor is pretty and I just wanted to make it make sense. Um, when things don't make sense for me, it it, it piques my curiosity. So I'm a, I'm a very inquisitive person. And that curiosity is what honestly carried me through tech. No technical background whatsoever. And like Anika was saying, I was the person who everyone came to for tech questions, hardware or software. And so when I can't answer a question, I have to go figure out who can, or I need to figure out how I can answer it. So that curiosity is what carried me through. Um, As far as degrees, I went that route twice. I started school for for computer science, and it just wasn't for me. It couldn't teach me how to be me. Um, Authenticity is what um, put me in in front of um, recruiters, in hiring managers for these positions, it was nothing but authenticity and my curiosity. My managers took note of that, um, seeing that how different I thought um, versus my peers, and that led me into leadership roles. I didn't believe I could do it. I didn't know what they saw because to me, just you know, being curious and seeing things through a colorful lens was just my way of thinking. And one thing I want to point out is, as parents, especially single parents, there's a special skill set that you have that none other, especially in the tech industry. It's a lot of people with no children who don't have the 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 insight into how to deal with multiple personalities, you know, um, at a moment's notice. How to um, satisfy the masses, um, you know, like state CEOs, stakeholders, um, the end users, and how to juggle those user personas. How to iterate through solutions and think outside of the box. We do that daily as parents, so those skill sets are highly valuable. And those are the things that I wish that people would take note of and apply them because when it comes to me and my job, people look at me and amazing, like, how do you have five children and still have time to work? Like, well, how do I not? <laughs> because my main, My frame of thinking is so different and it's so vast that it blows their mind. And so when people take notice of that, they look at positions that I otherwise would not qualify for because it requires a degree or certain certifications and they say, hey, she doesn't have a certification or a degree, but she has the experience, she has the insight, and it's natural for her. So I've been recommended or suggested for positions that I never knew I could even apply for. So not saying that degrees are invaluable because they do get your foot in the door, but much more than that is to always show up being yourself because there's a space for you that nobody else can fill. Like I said, nobody can think like you, nobody can move like you, and nobody can solve a problem like you. Just trusting in your intuition, especially as a woman, a black woman, our experience, our way of thinking, our flair, our traumas even, uh, we we don't have the opportunity to fuck around and find out, excuse my language. We have to figure it out, and that experience and that trauma that we have coming, you know, culturally, it infuses us to think on our feet. And that's a valuable it. skill
0: set. to take. No, I love it. I love it. I'm mad at you for apologizing for the cuss word. We, we outlaw political correctness on the mental dialogue talk show, so don't be apologizing. Well, I do <laughs> want both of y'all to listen to this cut as we're going to take this a little deeper into the context of our entire community. Again, y'all both keep speaking to it. I love that. Um, but I think we're going to love this cut. I think what you're about to hear, if you are not familiar with this, um, D'Amico's in particular, Ty- Tyrance Billingsley, is, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, did a TED Talk um, speaking about the black tech space. And I feel like I, when I watch you with black cloud engineers, I feel like you epitomize what we're about to hear. But definitely want to get both of your thoughts. For the caller out there, if you're wanting to
7: jump in on this discussion, you do have to press one.
0: All right, we'll be right back. All I ask is that
7: you think black America today is desperately in need of a new narrative. Economic studies tell us that median black wealth is on track to hit zero by the year 2053. Zero. Today, only half of the top 10 occupations that African Americans typically hold pay above the federal poverty guidelines for a family of four in all 10 of those occupations fall below the median salary for a U.S. worker. To make matters worse, many of these occupations are also among the top 15 occupations most at risk for automation-based displacement. These projections tell one story, but we have the opportunity to tell another. Greenwood's first chapter expanded the art of the possible for black people in the 20th century. So it is only fitting that its newest chapter do the same for black people in the 21st. It all began one day when I asked myself the question, what could black Wall Street have been, had it been supported and not destroyed? And when I thought about the level of tenacity that it took for these entrepreneurs to build these incredible businesses during Jim Crow, the smashing through walls, the -the out-of-the-box thinking, it reminded me a lot of the tech industry. And that's when I had a three-pronged epiphany. Tech is one of the only industries in which you can build intergenerational wealth in seven to ten years via successful company exit. Technology is the core medium through which all global innovation and the creation of new wealth generating markets takes place consistently. And by the year 2030, there will be as many as 4.3 million vacant, high paying tech jobs due to a tech talent shortage. Upon realizing these three points, I not only saw the perfect wealth building solution to the projected crisis of 2053, I saw a new horizon for the black Wall Street vision. So I surmised had black Wall Street been supported and not destroyed. It would be nothing other than the nation's premier black tech ecosystem. It was from this epiphany that I conceived of a new narrative to break the shackles on black America's art of the possible for the next hundred years, just as black Wall Street had done for the last. Just as O.W. Gurley and J.B. Stratford looked at 40 acres of land and envisioned the dream land that became known as Black Wall Street, I, a century later, looked at the same community and envisioned Black Tech Street, a new horizon.
0: Welcome back to the Mental Law Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Autumn Sonata, our special guest is DeMikos Chambers from Black Cloud Engineers. Can I break into tech without tech experience? Again, that is Tyrant's Billingsley um, doing a TED Talk saying how he envisions, envisions Black Tech Street. The thing that I love the most and would like to highlight, and we're going to go to you, DeMikos, as our special guest. Um, I, I love what he highlights, and I always look at these numbers, where he shares by 2030 there's 4.3 million jobs that won't be fulfilled by Americans like the entire country won't be filling these spaces. I always like to highlight there's about 4,400 professional athletes, 4,400 professional athletes versus 4 million. I I've always say tech should become our new NBA and NFL, specifically for the African-American community, because when jobs don't go fulfilled by Americans, they give people B1 visas to come to the country and fill those spots we could easily get in those spots. And I feel like that's the work you're doing with black cloud engineers. So if you will, because your thoughts on Mr. Billingsley's tech Ted talk,
3: man, I, I can't yell that any louder, man. Um, I, as you know, I've been saying that for years about black men needing to get out of, the, get out of these warehouse jobs and into uh white collar professions such as tech. Um, because those jobs are due to automation becoming a dying industry. On top of the wages just not being comparable enough to um to the uh to the living wages required uh in today's market in the future. Um I always make it a I always make it a uh um I try to make it my priority just when I say black cloud engineers and get into tech, I always try to Make sure it's a party that I'm saying Black Americans, because while I love my Black foreigners and I collaborate with a lot of them on multiple projects, um, in the American market there's such a gap and lack of Black talent in the Black tech in the tech space and in the engineering space that they're literally having to give these uh, opportunities away to other people. Who aren't even qualified um, to fill these positions, and then they're also giving these positions to a lot of uh, immigrants, who again don't may not even have the the might not just be the best person ethically for the position, as well as not technically for the position. But because blacks aren't even up, and the thing about it always when I mentioned the two percent and there's only twelve percent of blacks in entire tech industry. It's not even that we aren't given up. There's this huge racial bias because there are biases that racial biases that exist, but that's not the, that's not a large part of why blacks aren't in tech engineering. Um, The reason we're not, we're not in it is because we're not even trying to become tech engineers. That is the crazy thing about it. And um, when you look at the opportunities in tech and in cloud tech, especially, and I push cloud tech because it's the future, it's the now. Um, it's where the most lucrative opportunities are of, uh, and the lowest barrier of entry because you're really only required to have certifications to work for a job, um, a company, as, as well as certifications to be able to partner with these uh, cloud agencies and run your own business, which I'd holler, I do both of actually. So it's like, I be I try to tell blacks, like, this stuff ain't as complicated as you think. This ain't the old days of where a computer programmer is sitting at his desk eight hours a day, nerdy, antisocial, socially awkward, et cetera. Those engineers are still around, absolutely, but that's not the requirement label look now of a tech professional. And it's like I be telling black women, I be, I be wanting to show black women, like, y'all be the tech engineers that's in this space that are black women are so savvy. And so fly, like, it's the new wave, like, it's our future, everything is tech. So how can you not be a part of the business end of the lucrative opportunities tech provides? And if all you have to do is get certifications and do your labs and projects and carry that relentless attitude that the young lady is talking about, Autumn, earlier, carry that with you over into your tenacity of applying for jobs and getting through interviews until you get your first job offer. It's like, because once you get the job offer and once you get your first one, two years of tech experience, you, hey, you're you pretty much, you've developed enough of a skill to have a sense of security going forward to where you can get more and more lucrative opportunities. And I think blacks, I'm going to say this in closing, I think a lot of blacks, especially black men, shun from this and because it's something that affects us as black boys it's the lack of literacy that black boys have that shuns them from wanting to pursue most of them to pursue technical engineering careers because the to learn these certifications to learn these skills requires literacy you have to be able to read write and comprehend literature and documents and things like that to be able to execute technical tasks. But if you're a person who doesn't like to read and doesn't like books and doesn't like learning literacy, Mm -hmm. because we all learn every time a a phone comes Mm -hmm. out, you Mm -hmm. learn how to work the new phone. But um, yeah, just in closing, it's a literacy. We have to address the literacy Mm -hmm. gap with among black boys so that we can further catch them down the line to have interest in becoming black tech engineers. Because oh, that,
0: that's, that's real. The, sort of, the that's yeah, let me, that me let me let me let Autumn let me. got a caller as well.
3: So, um, no, nah, that's
0: I, I never heard of thought of it from, from that space. But you talk about a basic building block. Autumn, your thoughts, and I got to go to a caller as well. Um,
2: yeah, just going back to what Denico said. Um, just not being afraid. Um, like he was saying, a lot of in a lot of people that I know. Um, they just don't want to try. They don't want to put in the work. Um, from the companies that I did work at, a lot of black people that worked in those companies were were on the support level and they stayed there because it was comfortable. It didn't, it didn't require them to to stretch or, or ask questions or, um, you know, use the resources provided to them. Um, but even to that point, it's so important that you pay attention to who you are and to let that guide you into the arena of tech that, you, that you're meant to be in because that'll keep you there. Everybody can look at the money and say, okay, I want to go to cybersecurity or I want to go to software engineer because the money is there. But when they get there, they're bored of it or it's, or it's too complicated or they can't keep up with the trends. So they end up quitting or, you know, being stagnant. But I think it's so important to, to start from what drives you, use those skill sets and that curiosity and that uniqueness to, you know, get into the, the sector that fulfills you and then build off of that. Because like um, the gentleman was saying earlier, once you get your foot in the door of tech tech, those opportunities will start coming to you. You'll have LinkedIn reaching out. they reaching out to you because they saw your resume or they heard of you through another, mm-hmm. you know, a coworker who moved on. Mm-hmm. And you'll get in that ecosystem. And, it, and it's really a family no, once you get there. Yeah, no, it
0: sounds great. Let me go to this caller. Area code 678 last three two four three. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents from this morning's discussion.
5: Good morning, King. What's going on? It's Jason Warner. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Domikos King. Morning. How y'all doing? Long time no talk to. Uh, it's been a minute. Brother. Hey.
0: I know you've been <laughs> out of the family, and I always understand that, but so glad to have you on, King.
5: You know, I, lo- I love this. I love this topic. Um, little, the uh, I guess a lot of people don't know in my, in my nine-to-five, I work even one of the big four um, in tech and uh, cybersecurity right. incident response. But D'Amico said something really, really important at the end of his statement, and that's why I pressed the button before he started talking about it. It's a language of tech, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'm not quote-unquote technical, However, I can decipher the language of tech and communicate it to everyday people. And I think that's one nuance that people don't
1: Mm
5: -hmm. look at when getting into tech. Because, Montel, you said a lot of times throughout our time knowing each other, I'm not technical. I'm not technical. I don't understand tech. Right? And you don't have to be, quote, unquote, technical where you're going into coding, development, engineering, or what have you. What you have to do is understand the language of tech. There are so many people that make millions upon millions of dollars, forget the title, just mm-hmm. selling technology to mm-hmm. people who don't understand technology and making it make <laughs> sense for them. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, there's a whole landscape of people that have to build the tech, but there's another mm-hmm. landscape of people in technology that have to sell the tech to people. If you can sell a car, you can sell technology. Yeah. If you can sell insurance, Excellent. you can sell technology. And the the sky is the limit on the earnings potential in the in the in the pathways that can get you there. The challenge is we get overwhelmed with thinking oh I have to know how to code. I'm not the best at math or science. Mm-hmm. But if you can understand language, you can understand tech. That, was my that
0: whole makes so t-shirt. much sense. It makes so much sense, man. And I mean, just because y'all are hitting it, kind of you're piggybacking and adding to what D'Amico said. Like you said, the mindset. Myself, you know, admittedly years ago, you know, always said I'm going to stay in. I'm going to stay in. What's called? Got engineering degrees and you know the the, um, the arts and things of that nature. Well, yeah. I'm thinking I got to understand math, or I didn't do well in math, or I had to take a couple engineering classes that were very tough for me. So why would I even look at that? And and D'Amico says, hey, one of the biggest building blocks or issues is the literacy that people are lacking at the primary school level creates a psychological fear that's affecting probably a lot of people who moving in it and language is the key we're up against a break jason i may get to you um after the break as well we're going to go to this break and we're going to continue this morning's discussion if you want to be like jason and get in the number to get in is 646-787-1691 you do have to press one to let us know you want to speak we'll be right back have you heard the adage that a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, meet Livy Blue Photography, a premier company specializing in capturing your family portraits and turning them into wall art that stands the test of time. One visit to their website, livyblue.com, and you will immediately be blown away by the experience as you peruse their gallery. The lead photographer, Jolivia Northern, is a published photographer with over 10 years of experience in capturing families, weddings, and school senior portraits. If you want a breathtaking photography experience, contact Livy Blue Photography at livyblue.com. That's dot E.com.
6: Point number two as to why there are no black people in tech. Granted, institutional racism has affected the black community in many ways, (laughs) in so many ways. And if you don't feel like it's a real thing, that's for another video. Um, I'm not here to dispel ignorance. But here was what I will try to do is just try to show a peek into black culture. The socioeconomic status of a black family is way different than one of a middle-class white family. How much a typical black family holds in savings and income versus how much a typical white family holds in savings and income. Go ahead and research that. So after you research that, you got to understand like what I was growing up and where a lot of my friends were growing up, they didn't have computers in their house. Just as simple as that. A lot of you guys learned how to code when you're younger. A lot of my friends did not have computers in their house. I feel like I was very lucky to have a computer in my house. It taught me how to edit. It taught me how to do, just be curious about the right things. Some people just don't have that. And another factor in black culture too, I feel like yet again, Some black people will just view coding as just like a nerdy thing. Um, If you're into computers in any way, it's seen as like a nerdy thing and like in a negative connotation. And generally that's how the world views anyone who's very into computers, which I get in the black culture. It's a little bit, it's a little bit different. People will just assume like you're some type of genius because you're into computers. You might just, just be into computers or being in a computer, but they will just assume you're just a genius or with that being said, they will look at this field and think it's too hard for them to get into it. At most, your parents will want you to become a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, something that is ingrained in society and not something that's kind of new like programming. That's not something that they, they knew about because, of course, it's very rare to have a black parent who grew up as and became a software developer. It's very rare. Actually, I don't even think I have friends who are black who have parents who work in tech. So if...
0: Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with special guest, co host Autumn Sonata, as well as special guest, Mikos Chambers. This morning's discussion question Can I break into tech without tech experience? Autumn, I'm going to let you jump on that cut. Some of the things y'all have already been saying, uh, but the gut brother highlights here's a reality that a lot of people don't realize as. Technology advanced the United States is there are still a lot of if you will I'll call them um, Tech areas in which a lot of our community still doesn't have computers believe it or not That was a young man speaking and it was definitely highlighted here in Atlanta during the pandemic when they Everybody was out of school and they had to figure out a way to get computers to students in certain districts even in Atlanta because to a degree, it was a little surprising to find out how many people still didn't have a computer in their home. Home, And a lot of us who have that luxury or don't live in places like that, we don't realize how many people don't have computers in their home. So it's still a factor in even ever developing to get into the space Based on what I heard that young man say, your thoughts, Autumn. Uh, you know, in in retrospect to that reality for unfortunately a lot of African American families around the country, to a lot of people's surprise.
2: Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, coming up in, in high school, like I said, I was trying to put a Windows monitor to, uh, I'm sorry, a Windows tower to a Mac monitor, and I was excited because it was the first piece of tech that we owned in the house. So I so I thought uh, we had a typewriter but nothing that looked like a digital representation of the data that I was trying to, you know, put together for school. So it was super exciting for me. And I thought I was on, you know, ahead of the game, but not knowing that my white counterparts already had that, (laughs) they they could already do their homework on a computer where I was still using a typewriter. Um, I didn't realize that then because I was so caught up in having something new um, that I was just trying to figure it out. But as I grew older, I realized that a lot of my uh, peers didn't have computers um, they didn't know how to type. Um, they didn't know what what a DOS system looked like. They didn't know um, anything technical, or had the, nor, neither more did, did they have the curiosity for, it because it wasn't present in in their house. Um, a lot of us were conditioned to believe that we were, you know, in black excellence looked like being a doctor or a lawyer. Um, tech wasn't even on the table. So imagine a woman going to school at CARP as a biology major. Um, because that's what I thought I was supposed to do because I wanted to put together parts, human parts. I wanted to be a pediatric surgeon. But not realizing that at the core of that was me putting together parts and seeing the bigger picture in something. Um, but the, the 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 science of that, the science of biology and medicine never struck me as something appealing. It was just me using my hands to put together something amazing. Um, so when I finally came to and realized that, that wasn't for me, it was always tech at the epicenter of what I wanted to do. Um, but I did not have the permission to, to, to flush that out. Nobody came to me and said, hey, have you considered tech? Have you considered coding? There were no resources available. It was all doctor or lawyer or nothing. Um, so I did not it, – it wasn't, it wasn't presented to me until Apple came about. And I only worked for Apple because it was cool to work for Apple.
1: <laughs> I only worked
2: for Apple because I knew would I would get free devices, and I wanted the, the new stuff. <laughs> so that was my gateway in. That was my foot in. And I only got hired at Apple because I was a unique personality. So then again, just being yourself will open doors for you. But also know it's a totally different time now. When we had yeah. MySpace accounts, we were learning how to code, and those skill sets are still prevalent to this day. We're uh, we're worried about you know Facebook um, monetization and Instagram. Your content management. Your digital marketers right now montoya you have to know when your users are going to listen to your show that's data analytics that's tech so these things you're doing on a daily basis and it piques your curiosity and you're constantly sticking to it that's your job that's your flavor of tech and those positions pay and dei allows the funding for people to hire for your position you just have to know where to go and how to present that on paper and most times it's not even a resume it's a project that you present to them whether it be through stack overflow or whatever that that, um, that uh, channel looks like, they want to see that you know what you're doing, and your experience through life will will um, have that you know will prepare you for that.
0: No, absolutely. I'm gonna give a quick personal story, real quick, because you can respond to this, but maybe I got another caller that's out there as well. Uh, for the caller, you do have to press one if you're trying to get in on the discussion. If you're just listening, no problem. Um, but I always, all of my friends know. Kind of like Jason called in and said, I'm always saying, you know, I don't say it as much now. I'm getting better or whatever, but um, I definitely spent most of my life saying tech, I don't get it, I don't understand it, I don't understand computers. I've been saying that for a long time in my life or whatever. But the crazy part is when I was in the fifth grade, uh, my mother, I was an avid reader, so she always would get me books and things of that nature. I always had a library card every year or whatever, and and they still have the book buys, you know, the cheap book buys for the students every year or whatever. And I remember in the fifth grade I bought a book, about computers, about, like, computers. And at that time in my life, I was like, man, these things are the future. Didn't have a computer in the house. Uh, just saw them on TV. I don't remember if I had even – I think I think I seen – because we didn't even have computer labs in the – we didn't have computer labs. I think cause I was in the sixth grade, if I remember correctly. So I bought this book, kind of realizing, hey, this is the future. And I remember reading up on this book. I loved the book. And in the sixth grade, we finally got a computer lab in our school, so it was my first time ever being on a computer. And so it was kind of t- trying to teach us—I com- don't know if it was called coding then or something, learn how to program. You had to learn how to program a computer or whatever. Well, at the time, I was in a gifted class. I was the only black in my gifted class that got to go to the computer lab. I don't even—I don't even know if all the kids in our school even got to go to the computer lab. To be honest, now that I think about it. But anyway, long story short, when we were learning how to program program, I was the fastest one, but I was remembering the skills from a book I had read a year earlier. It was like whatever the teacher was teaching, I was able to relate because of this book. And so I was ahead of the class for an entire year. By the time I was in the 10th grade, all of my peers that surpassed me, I was still handwriting my 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 um, reports and all of my English classes, all this kind of stuff. They were turning in, typed Papers or whatever. I didn't. I had like a little typewriter or whatever, but we could still handwrite it. So I handwrote every report. I think my first type report was in college. But by the tenth grade, all my friends understood how to work on a computer much better. At the time, it didn't. It didn't. I didn't even realize it was because they had computers at home. And so, that was my young start. And watching them surpass me moved me away of even trying to figure out computers because i didn't have access to one uh your thoughts again that's my personal story and that that carried with me throughout college and i got a free computer when i went to the academy and that's when i really first had access to a computer but all my peers were so far ahead of me i just did computer i just did minimal stuff on computers throughout college go ahead king
3: Here's something that I tell uh, all of my students and and members um, in my group, Um, especially those who are hesitant or procrastinating or chasing the red ball of trying to chase every hot IT uh, field and being stagnant, is that here's what's going to piss you off. Once you get into the industry, get your first role, you're going to report to a manager or or a director, And you're going to find out that that manager or director doesn't have the credentials that you have, nor has even half of the technical knowledge you spent countless hours and nights uh, trying to master. And you're going to look back and say, damn, I should have did this a long time ago. (laughs) And I bring that point up because it's pivotal in showing that Blacks, you are like the young lady is is trying to state are more you're already more capable than you give yourself credit for um you you you're already you are in tech you just don't work on the business side you're just not in the you're not employed as a tech professional that's it and then that even is even in question because i'm sure you all have been compensated or you you all have to work for free in helping somebody configure their social media page, which is a content um, creator, which is a uh, UXI uh, design engineer. Mm-hmm. Like these are very – like just like she, she was getting to about how MySpace was the opportunity for us to be front-end web developers, build HTML, mm-hmm. et cetera, Java. This is this is now the era of, pe- of black folk who are – the social media managers mm-hmm. who are data analytics, analytics engineers, data engineers, um, because if you watch your metrics and you know it wasn't the best time to call and the best time to, to tick on your subscribers and to collect emails, those are all real technical jobs. But mm-hmm. and when you're black and you don't have that exposure of knowledge, of knowing that, you 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 think that these efforts and things that you're doing are just fruitless. But you don't see the value that these companies have learned to capitalize on, so that's why the companies have these multi-millions and billions of dollars, and that's why you you got a full-step card, or you can barely afford to pay rent or put gas in your car. But when you run into tech, black tech professionals like us, we're here to be that leverage, that bridge that you need to get to the other side. You know, one of the things that that I'm most proud of. And let me do this. Let me do this. Let me Tell us us that story out of the break because we're at the top
0: of the hour. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're at the top of the hour. Definitely take care of the sponsors. And I got a cut, another cut to play, but we'll hear that story out of the break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. For the callers out there, if you want to get in, I see you out there, you have to press one if you're just listening, no problem. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Truth Seekers, please understand, mental dialogue is much more than just a talk show. Each and every Saturday, we communicate with you for two reasons, to dialogue and connect. On the dialogue side, we cater to you intellectual outcasts who feel you have no place for honest discourse on race, sex, culture, and African-American business. On the connect side, we've created a community where you can connect with experts specifically in finance, whether personal or business, and mental health, whether it's trauma or to optimize performance along with all the other skill sets from other MD community members. Our mission was to create a virtual nationwide neighborhood where African Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through social media, meetups, and this podcast. To become a neighbor of the Mental Dialogue Community Club, please visit us at mentaldialogue.com. We are better with you than we are without you. We can be neighbors even though we don't live next to each other. Hashtag raise the culture.
6: Another aspect that I've seen for um, black families, which I think I brought up in my last video, is the fact that when it comes to affording school, when I was growing up, when we weren't doing well financially or that well, my mom was always pushing this concept of getting a scholarship. So black families are more willing to push their kids to pursue sports. Not necessarily to get in the NBA or anything like that, but just for the sake of getting a scholarship to go to school and be able to afford school. It's not something a lot of people do. I've, I mean, it's pretty normal to go to college and literally not know what you want to do in college. That's fine. A lot of black people end up in college and genuinely don't know what, to, what they want to do. They will stumble through. They're just like, okay, I'm lucky enough to have made it here, but I, don't, I didn't even get the privilege to figure out what I'm interested in because I was struggling so hard just to make it here. And so, of course, by the time you get to college and you're learning about software development, it seems so out of this world, like you really don't understand what that means as an 18, 17-year-old, you know? You don't know. You really can't grasp what it means. But some people do at an early age. And some people go to schools who provide, like, classes where you can learn how to code. I did not I did not have that.
0: Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host and tech influencer, of Sonata, as well as D'Amico Chambers, Black Cloud Engineer, as we're discussing can you break into tech without tech experience? Uh, D'Amico, you were about to tell us, uh, finish up your, uh, I think, a story, a personal story, so go ahead and give us that, and we'll get into this cut as well. Go ahead, King.
3: Uh, I- I forget where I was, but long, long story short, um, um, uh, all you have to uh, you're gonna you're going to get really upset um, and kick yourself in the, in the butt when you find out that you're more qualified than you're giving yourself credit for, and you come across these directors who are getting paid nearly twice as much as you're getting paid, and doing less is uh, – that's another thing. The higher you rise in tech, the less work you do. Um and you're gonna find out that they're less a lot less credentialed and capable than what you are technically um um so uh technically been uh driving yourself crazy for so um if you're black, you want to get into tech now's the time to get into tech. don't rush it to try to oh, I want to make six figures immediately, give yourself time, give yourself six months grace period um um commit to the process, oh oh, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, the, the, yeah, engineers that I ran into. Um, for all of us, unlike most industries, we, us who have made it and/or made it at high levels, make six six figures, seven figures. We are actually the, the, the tech community, Black tech community engineers, are very nice for the most part. Like, there's not this mean girls club, this mean guys boys club only mm-hmm. type of vibe when it comes to most achieved engineers especially those uh, who are millennials, that we, for the most part, the ones I've come across and seen in multiple groups and multiple speaking again, are very approachable, very helpful. Mm -hmm. So just be respectful of that and don't take advantage of that. When you have there, when you see them and they give some time to you, Try to find ways to reciprocate back and then also try to find ways not to take up too much time and only come at them if you're mm-hmm. really like, just make sure you respect their time because that's it's not a lot of industries where the top achievers are so approachable and so cool and so not mm-hmm. VIP only uh, type of uh, mentality. So that's another thing. I want to give a lot of credit and kudos to those black protect professionals out there who, uh, because mm-hmm. most of us are mentoring somebody. But yeah, that's it. No,
0: that's dope. And I would guess, I would guesstimate real quick, and Autumn will jump you in here as well, but I would guesstimate, as y'all were talking about in the first hour, it's so few of you right now, y'all, you know, I mean, again, that's probably who they are internally anyway, but I would also probably add, you're probably tired of being the one of one in so many rooms. So, you know, like you said, the Mm -hmm. aspect of being helpful, it probably makes sense. Because y'all are out there often the only person in the room. So I can only imagine what that part looks like. I'll jump on that. We got another caller as well.
2: Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree. And the love is real in the black tech community. Um, I have a son who's in tech. And my whole thing was, you know, I don't – we're in two different sections of tech. Um, He's in cybersecurity. And so my whole thing was to get him a mentor or introduce him to a group of techies that looked like him, that, you know, had the same experience that could mentor him. And when I tell you, I reached out in Black IT Network Facebook group, and the the level of support was just overwhelming. He had several mentors, and the love is really real. So I I, I totally co-sign on that, what D'Amico said. The love, especially from our Black uh, men mentors, they are ready to help and support. They want to reach and, and extend a hand and help our um our youth out. So I truly, truly appreciate it. And like I said, the love is real in the black tech community because it's, there are so few of us. It's only like 7% of blacks in tech. So when you have someone, especially youth who are engaged and willing and hungry for it, we know we have to pass that knowledge on to someone. And when you see a youth uh, wanting to, you know, to get into that industry, of course, you're willing and ready to help. So, yeah. The, the no, help I love there. You just have to be appreciative and ready for it.
0: No, I love it. Let me highlight this before we go to. Um, I got Ashley calling out of Atlanta, one of our Queens of Intellect members, getting on this thing with us. Uh, but if I think it's a perfect time, real quick, to be be 'cause to highlight uh, your brother. You didn't, you know, because of today's show, you didn't mention them. You know, the Black Men and Cigars podcast, with your brother, Mark Anthony, who, <laughs> yeah, who who literally wanted to be on this show, but he so happens to be finally trying to hit his seventh continent to have a date on. Yeah. Because he said yeah. because of the money he's made in the tech field, and he's a tech recruiter, he doesn't know, he doesn't have the skill set you have. He helps people get jobs, yeah. and he's helped plenty of mental yeah. dollar. Well, a few, I should say plenty, but a number of mental dollar community club members get some jobs, some in the tech field, some in other. He's been a recruiter yep. prior to getting into tech. So we thank him for helping our community club. But that brother is literally said the money he made in tech, he had a goal to visit all seven continents, but not only visit them, yep. I just found out to have a date on every continent, and he's one continent <laughs> yep. away. So we got to highlight the, the lifestyle yep. it got creates. Because you stay got traveling the world. You stay taking shots of all these exotic <laughs> foods you're taking from all kind of places around the world. So, hey. Hey, people like you say, don't rush into it, but two years ain't a long right. time to get to six figures, brother. I gotta I you gotta highlight that. It changed the It Ain't a long time. Life. Ain't a long time. That's a good that's a that's a short period of time to get to six figures. So I love that about y'all brothers. Yeah. Let me go ahead and get to Ashley real quick. All right, Queen. How you doing? We got you on the on the line live. What you got for us this morning?
8: Hey Montoya. hey host, special guest. Um so I was just calling because I have only been listening to the conversation for a few minutes. So um but I have enjoyed hearing it and I I just want to like Say quickly, not my question, but um, it's always great when we are in spaces and we are the only people because the love and just the I get itness that is there. Um, it's so 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 important. I fully recognize this being in financial services and like being um, like a black woman and not really interacting with a lot of other black women. So when you get that, it's it's genuinely typically all love between everyone so, um, but, okay, so my question is, and maybe you all addressed this earlier, but, like, what, what do you all recommend as the best way to pivot into tech? Are there classes? Are there workshops? Is there something or a, a page that we should be following on Instagram or something that will kind of allow us to make that pivot? And even recommendations on, like, knowing you have a great mentor if you are seeking that mentorship that you all discussed just moments ago, Um, how can you not being in the industry really know that your mentor is someone that you can trust or is pointing you in the right direction um, because we don't know how to – I would say for me specifically, I don't know what questions I should be asking or how will I know I'm in the right direction that way with a mentor within tech if I'm trying to pivot
9: that direction.
0: Autumn, you can jump in. You you you, you co-host, Autumn. Go ahead and jump in that thing. Because I, I can't
6: answer the
1: question. I, I can't <laughs> answer the question. I can't answer the question. All you are. You,
10: you the co-host, you got
2: it. So um, hi Queen. So the first thing I would suggest is really just figuring out what you love to do. Like if, uh-huh. you know that angel question. If you were to do something for free, what would it be? Um. For me, when I asked myself that question, it was "Create art." So I started with programming, designing websites because websites look like art to me um and like I was saying before, I did puzzles like was my hobby, it calmed me down, so putting together code was a puzzle for me um, so starting from there, coding is the basis of a lot of tech roles, so when you figure out figure out what type of coding you you know you resound with um most. Uh, it will kind of lead you in the direction of what positions are available for you. Um, and, of course, when it comes to mentorship, look for someone who has the same life experience as you do, um, whether that be someone that you know personally in tech or um, if you go to LinkedIn and you know of someone in your company who's in the tech field and you want to, you know, go in that direction, ask them about mentorship. Or, you know, this Facebook group I talk about all the time, Black IT Network. You can go in there and post any question that you want, and I guarantee everybody's going to help you out. They'll either have the answer or get you to someone who has the answer. Um, and, and then another step for me was to take a quiz. It was there are simple quizzes online that will help you kind of discern uh, what flavor of tech that more you know most interests you or what fits you. Yeah. Um And I can send those websites. I think the first one is Coursera. I think it's a website. Where it has that quiz. Another one is Thinkful, T H I N K F U L. dot They have a tech quiz there. Um, so that's you know that gets you started. But I would say um, you know first thing I would do is look for a mentor, figure out what interests you, and then go from there. Oh, um, you I, of course, there's the Black IT Network, and you can always reach out to me. I'm more than that's what I do too, so I'm more than happy to help you well.
0: No, absolutely. Let me get D'Amico's in here. He does this as well. And just so y'all both know, both of y'all are um, members of the Mental Dialogue Community Club. So just highlighting that just in case you want to have direct contact with Autumn as well, as she just mentioned, as well as D'Amico's. But any specifics, D'Amico's, I know you do this work trying to get people in the field. Um, I heard her ask it. Like one of the things she said, I don't even know what questions to ask. Can you maybe just kind of right. jump on that. We got a lot of callers that want to get in, so just we'll answer that yeah. Ashley, and I may have to get you back on after we get these other callers. Go ahead, to um, be Okay. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, real quick. Um, uh, first off, my website uh, engineers dot com. We have a quiz that I literally created that will help you decipher what cloud tech uh, role is best fit for you based on the type of work lifestyle you want. Based on your goals in tech, and based on um, the uh, as their, your personality, so that's one. Two is um, being in finance. Uh, you don't when you. I want most of you all know because most people have this question. Whatever industry you're coming from, there's a mirror of that role in tech. So if you work in finance, there are literally financial uh, technical roles. Like a principal risk auditor, auditor a finance system analyst, a uh, uh, f- uh, uh, finance technology manager, like uh, fin- various fin ops roles, auditor roles, compliance roles that uh, will easily mirror the experiences that you have in um, outside of tech, in tech. You know, it's more so for persons like you who are already white-collar professionals, I always um, employ that. Just to make your transition easier and smoother and a lot more efficient, transition over to that side of tech, people with those professionals do in tech, um, in your same position, Um, just in for a technical company, I mean, for a technology company or or, uh, a technical position. And then on top of that, you want your certification. Um, go for your certification. Go for mostly for your entry-level certification, especially when you're a white-collar professional because you likely already have the background. You probably also have the education. Um, only thing you're missing is just the, the credentials of uh, certification and or experience. Um, nah, but, yeah, those two things. And, and last nah, but not perfect, least, bro. i got to say this. Go ahead. Last, last but not least, you have to um, go before you reach out to tech professionals, flood in the inbox because we get these messages all the time. And the most annoying part is when we give all this, spend all this time with a person, and the person is not going to take action on it, these things. So to spare them that <laughs> the headache and to spare you all from spinning your wheels and wasting time, the number one tech skill you need to know to have to be a tech professional in any role is the uh, ability to problem solve. And so that means that if you know you want to get in the tech, Gotta go you're play. sure about it. Got to go to break.
0: Got to go to break. Google, Gotta go to break. All right. no, Google your that. friend.
3: Google. All
0: right. now I love it. Love it. Love it. Got to go to break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. We'll get to the callers coming out of the break as well. Do you simply want your taxes done this tax season? Or do you prefer to have your taxes completed by a professional on top of current and constantly changing tax codes? If so, look no further than S-Kind's accounting and tax services. where each year, plenty of satisfied customers from around the country return for an efficient and professional tax experience. For small businesses s Accounting and Tax not only provides bookkeeping and accounting on a monthly, quarterly, and or yearly basis, but s Accounting and Tax goes above and beyond to provide yearly tax strategies to increase the bottom line, profits. While no one likes when Uncle Sam or the IRS comes knocking, know you're in good hands with s Accounting and Tax. Call them today at 770-947-3667. Again, that's 770 947 Three six six seven or email them at advice at the dot com. The uh, first
4: certification and probably one of the best IT certifications you can get, the AWS cloud practitioner. And cloud is one of the best skills you can get right right now. And this certification is also really good for HR and definitely help you get past HR. Cloud computing is a growing industry and AWS looks like it's leading cloud providers. There's a battle between Azure, 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 Google, and AWS. It looks like AWS might have a bigger market share, which means it might be a better return of investment if you study AWS instead of Microsoft Azure. The cost of this certificate is around $100, 90 minutes to complete the exam, and 65 questions. There are no prereqs before you can take this IT certificate, which makes it amazing. It'll give you a really good base foundation of AWS and whether or not you like it or not. They also have free training along to help you with this, so you don't even have to worry about it. AWS also has a tier and your computer most likely can run cloud with no problems so you don't have to worry about upgrading your computer some potential jobs for this would be the cloud engineering intern a junior cloud specialist or someone who's just like provisioning or deprovisioning accounts Those are pretty easy jobs. My next one, if you really like Microsoft, is the Azure Fundamentals. Azure Fundamentals. Now, if you don't like Amazon, you can do Microsoft. And niching down into Microsoft or Amazon when it comes to cloud can be really beneficial when getting a job because different companies will use different softwares. And if you're already familiar with Microsoft and the company that you're being hired for has it, then you should be good to go. Even though AWS has a larger market share, there's still a market share for Microsoft, and that's not going away anytime soon. Don't know anything, and you have zero years of experience, this is a good certificate to start. The cost of the exam is around $165, which is really cheap compared to other exams out there. And it's going to teach you about Azure security, Azure workloads, how to do basic tasks, in Azure, really just general technology concepts on the cloud and pricing and how all of that works. This is a really good entry-level IT certificate to get. My third IT certificate is going to be A+, and A+, is CompTIA's test, and it's two tests, and it's 232 an exam or $465 and it teaches you everything about hardware and this exam really prepares you for a help desk or desktop support job if you're already in those types of roles getting A plus is completely useless if you're completely new to A plus in the tech world and you don't know the difference between a hard drive, what RAM is this is a really good starting point because knowing what RAM is is really important or memory amazing entry level IT certification I do
2: welcome
0: back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host Montoya Smith, AKA Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question: Can I break into tech without tech experience? And we are pleased to have special guest co-host and tech influencer Autumn Sonata, as well as Black Cloud engineer Damicos Chambers. So we hear some of the top certifications according to that cut. So I wanted to ask both of my, you know, both of you as our experts, Damicos. We'll start with you as the guest. Um, any thoughts about what you just heard, any add-ons to what you just heard? Um, I think ultimately the reason I even played that cut was for people to even understand the entry level on the, the how much these things cost is incredibly cheap. And we didn't get into this very much in the last segment, but the last segment the guy mentioned how as African Americans we're just trying to fight to get a scholarship and playing sports and focus on sports, just trying to get a scholarship to get to college. And then you hear this whole dichotomy of being able to for five hundred dollars or less jump into this amazing career field that has you and Mark flying around the world, man. So just if you could um tell us if 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 what you heard was some good ones if anything you wanted to add to it. Right.
3: uh, uh yeah. So so uh two quick things um to answer the point. One is uh um certifications on average cost between $100 and $150 when it comes to cloud certifications especially. And the top paying certifications in the industry uh, currently and probably and likely for the next three years or more are going to be cloud certifications. That's your Azure Fundamentals. That's your AWS cloud practitioner. And even if you really want to niche out and you really want to do your thing a little bit faster than everybody else, um, and you got a little bit more patience is a Google Cloud practitioner as a, as a certification as well. Um, don't get the IBM certifications. But anyway, um, uh, so, yeah, you got your entry-level search. Just Google top-paying cloud certifications or top-paying uh, IT certifications, tech or certifications. But two, second point, I have to get, say this. Um, there has been 88,000 uh, layoffs this year. I know people are concerned about it. But you, I did a TikTok about this. Hey, let me on. do this That's real quick because, because let
0: me do this. Let me do this. That's actually the topic of the next segment. So if you don't oh, mind, you right, do. right, oh no, you're good. No, right, we right, we go. got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. But it's the next segment, and I got called. Yeah, yeah. I wanted I, to I, let. I got no, you're good. On on no, board. no, you didn't know. I'm no, we good. No, you are we good. We're good. So Autumn, if you will, right. anything right. you want to add to or take away from the search, oh, and then we're gonna oh, go to the callers. Autumn, go ahead, quick. Um, nothing I want to add to that. I think it's pretty
2: straightforward. But like uh, Danica was saying, look up those top-paying certifications and um, just make sure you dedicate the time and the focus to getting that done. Um, there's a lot of organizations, um, like the young lady who called in, there's um, local organizations, STEM, Atlanta women organizations, that you could go to and be a part of just to be in the circle. Um, you meet a lot of people who will be uh, available to mentor you, a lot of um, courses online that have those free um The free knowledge base is available, whether it be like Google has free uh, knowledge base, Salesforce has a free knowledge base. um, And then there's, of course, other organizations like meetups that have these in-person courses or in-person live, you know, uh, sessions where you can um, learn, you know, the the material that you need to know to take that certification. And a lot of them will give you a scholarship or or what do you call that? They'll pay for the certification for you once you pass that course. So the resources are there. You just
0: have to, nice. you know, keep your eyes open for them and reach out for them. Yeah. and far as the resources, I'm just highlighting the fact that way cheaper than that college, you know, you get some scholarship, but they still got stuff you owe, student loans. And like the guy said at the top of the hour, you know, we're pushing them there, and you don't even know what you want to do. And so it's not nowhere near that cost. Let's go to area code 619 last 3876 Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Man, I heard my name. I want you to keep my name out of your mouth.
3: This is Mark from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> <laughs> where, where you at? You Can't let everybody you, talk.
0: You, you, you're from Atlanta, but I'm, where you at right now? Take, let me get away your I'm location. i will track you down. You call on my show, talking Junk. I'm going to track you down. Where you
11: at? <laughs> I'm in Argentina right now. They just won. Uh, they won that game yesterday. The city went crazy, I at I'm in mean, Buenos Aires.
0: Oh man, you 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 enjoy. See, this, see, that's what the cloud life. This is what the cloud life do for you. You just you just so happy. Yeah. The Argentina, like, they won the World Cup. See, that's what a certification to do for you, man. <laughs>
11: no, they, they they said they went to the next round. They ain't won it completely.
0: Okay,
11: uh, guys. Uh, but I go to I go to uh, Antarctica in two days. But I did want to say. Um, I know Nico is more the nerd type of uh IT person the one that when people look at IT they they tend to think that you need to have all of the technical skills and all of that uh this year through career coaching and things like that just kind of bringing my friends close and 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 to hell let's be honest some women that I don't talk to uh I got about 8 or 9 people in IT who don't know how to code who don't who aren't highly technical Uh, We just got to keep in mind that IT, if it doesn't already, will eventually touch everything. Um, I got homegirls that are creative, that uh, build digital houses and digital uh, architecture in the metaverse. I got people who um, I tell people, if you know how to work Facebook, Instagram, anything like that, you can start learning how to get into the tech space without having to learn how to code. Without having a, and these are still careers that get you from wherever you are to eighty, sixty, seventy, eighty plus, and then to start looking into six figure jobs once you are able to to hone in
0: on some of those skills. No, I love it, man. Um, I gotta highlight this just real quick because I keep mentioning that this platform we're more than a radio show. Uh, Mark is one of my longest running members of the Mississauga Community Club, which we highly recommend. Um, that you join. But the ultimate idea is that we are a nationwide virtual neighborhood where we connect African-Americans to trade ideas, goods, and services. Saturday mornings is just our way to talk to each other. But if you're in our circle, Mark is a recruiter that puts people in the fields. That's what we want this club to be, a resource, an access. What you're joining and becoming a member, one, is supporting that this show stays on the air. You're supporting that this club stays together. But ultimately, we want you in here to do business with each other, trade ideas, and get to the money. So I just wanted to highlight that this brother has been a huge catalyst and big longtime member and supporter of what we do. Uh, Thank you for your thoughts this morning, um, King. So I want to say I'm a recruiter, but I'm also a career coach.
11: So that's the part where I help people get into gotcha. it's i help them transition into different careers, but I really uh, do a strong push into IT just 'cause we can give our get our life back and get a lot more money and do what we want with our time. Makes sense. Man, didn't nobody
3: ask nah, for all that man. <laughs> <laughs> that's nah, what happens when you land man. <laughs>
0: Now I love it, man. This brother out calling us up from Argentina. That's so dope. I got brother Jason. I want to get back in. I'm going to let him get back in here. Thanks for the call, King. All right, Jason, what you got for us, King?
5: Man, I just wanted to uh, uh, Listening to it. I love it. I want people to understand that IT stands for innovation and technology. So it's bigger than Microsoft, Google, Amazon. There's Mm -hmm. so many different ways that you can can break into the field of technology and innovation. you know, and it, it's big again. It's bigger than coding. So, if you like airplanes, guess what? You can go to Atlanta Technical College right now and help build airplanes and the technology around that. Turning a wrench, solder gun. They're paying you a hundred and forty thousand dollars after eighteen months in the program, guaranteed jobs and opportunity to travel the world for free. If you like big trucks, innovation in diesel mechanic is an opportunity to get into the technology space. You can go there and get your college for free, 24 months, starting at eighty to to $100,000 a year, plus sign-on bonus with waste management, just to do the technology upgrades to their vehicles and their fleet. So there's so many different ways. So I just don't want our, the listeners to think that it's mm. just – coding and development is right. technology right. and innovation and these programs are for free like they're giving it away but people think that they're too hard to 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 jump in so you're talking about a hundred dollar certification i'm talking about free training because of workforce investment dollars that you can go through and people are not taking advantage of jason real quick
0: brother um is there is do are you because again you always are relaying these to people i've been knowing you do this for do this for years um are you in a position where people can reach out to you i just want to highlight that real quick if if that's something that you make available if not no stress absolutely yes, yes. absolutely okay, man so, just hit me. Me say that real quick i gotta go to break but i want people to know because you're telling us of these specific things i'm like let people know now not, he's not telling us this for no reason he knows these things how do they stay in contact with you before i go to break
5: yeah, just hit me up on Insta- all, all my my uh, Instagram, LinkedIn is Jason L Warner, uh, Facebook Jason L Warner. But yeah, if you if you have a question, hit me up. It's it's easy to to, to connect with me. Um, and this is free game for all of us to 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 thrive. Um, and and again, breaking in six figures at 19 years old. This is not a situation where you have to wait years and years and years. So I appreciate I you. Dialogue and connect
0: That's what we do best We'll be right back You're listening to The Mr. Dialogue Talk Show Where all I ask Is that you think Have you heard the adage That a picture is worth A thousand words Well meet Livy Blue Photography A premier company Specializing in capturing Your family portraits And turning them into Wall art that stands The test of time One visit to their website livyblue.com, And you will immediately Be blown away By the experience As you peruse their gallery the lead photographer, Olivia Northern, is a published photographer with over 10 years of experience in capturing families, weddings, and school senior portraits. If you want a breathtaking photography experience, contact Livy Blue Photography at livyblue.com That's L-I-V-I-B-L-U-E dot com.
9: Only did Amazon grow its delivery operation, but it also grew from its web services. Companies
10: and businesses that might not have been online before now had an online presence. You have to host that data somewhere. And so Amazon saw their cloud computing service do very well during the pandemic.
9: Revenue stayed high through 2021, and many tech CEOs thought the growth would continue at the same rate they had seen for the last two years.
3: We're going to continue to invest uh, invest aggressively into the growth opportunities that we
9: see. So they continued the hiring spree, and not just a lot of employees, but some expensive employees. Because this is also when the talent wars ramped up, where companies were vying for in-demand employees. Facebook launching the metaverse is a prime example. From now on, we're going to be metaverse first, not Facebook first.
10: We saw about 100 or so people leave Microsoft for meta, and some of these people who left the company said that they were being offered double their
9: salaries. But by 2022, consumer habits had changed in a big way. People were no longer stuck inside. Netflix saw a drop in subscribers for the first time in over a decade. People began spending more of their money on services and less on goods. Revenues for many tech companies started to stall or even decline for the first time.
10: Some of these CEOs sort of overestimated where that new middle ground is.
9: Which is why they're explaining, while apologizing, that they grew too fast. Each tech company has also faced distinct problems. A major one, Apple's privacy change, which required apps to ask users if they wanted to be tracked. It affected a key component of many of these social media companies' digital ad-focused business models. adding the threat from TikTok taking away viewership from other social media platforms
10: when you have all these things happening at the same time, I think that's what really did it for these companies and put them in.
9: The bigger companies aren't outliers either. Layoffs have been happening across the industry throughout 2022, but have recently surged. But even though these are a lot of layoffs, the companies are not shrinking back to pre-pandemic levels. Meta's layoffs will bring the number of employees to about here, Amazon's to about here, Netflix brought the employee count here.
10: To be clear, a lot of these companies are still growing. It's just that the growth is slowing back to sort of pre-pandemic or early pandemic level.
9: CEOs also say the timing has to do with the threat of an economic downturn.
4: Well, there certainly uh, have been a lot of changes very
9: quickly in the macroeconomic environment. We're in a very rapidly changing economic environment. In
10: some ways, these layups are a bit proactive. I mean, some of them have said we're doing this now so that we never have to do this again.
9: These layoffs, while concentrated in the tech industry, are still a lot, tens of thousands of people.
10: For a lot of people, this reversal and these layoffs are something that they've never seen before.
9: The tech industry had the exceptionally pronounced experience of growing during the pandemic. And now, while the rest of the labor market is growing, they're having the exceptional experience of not.
0: Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Faculty, along with special guest co-host Autumn Sonata. This morning's discussion question, can I break into tech without tech experience? Our special guest is D'Amico's Tables. Pretty sure you're ready to jump off on that, but you know we are Mental Dialogue. We also try to bring you all perspectives. And so, It would not be right to highlight as much as we are pushing uh, our people, if you will, into this space. Again, I would love for STEM altogether to become our new NFL and NBA uh, from that perspective, if you will. Uh, But with that said, we know that this is the messaging that's currently being highlighted in the news. And we just want to put it in perspective because we understand that to a degree news like this can even drive more of the fear Uh, But I wanted to put the reality of some of those layoffs in perspective. Like, for example, um, even Meta, you know, Meta for the tens of thousands, as you heard that lady point out, of jobs that are being, in a sense, laid off in the tech field. Meta only reduced their workforce by 1%. Amazon only reduced their workforce by 14%. So there's a leveling out to a degree. But I wanted, again, we had to talk about that, as you said, D'Amico. So go ahead and jump in, King.
3: Uh, yeah, so when it came to layoffs, uh, what, what I want people to understand is that uh, don't pay attention to the hoopla and the fear, excuse me, the fear used by uh, on social media without diving into the facts. There's been 88,000 layoffs this year currently, but there's also at the same time 12 million tech employees employed to this day. So that's less than 2% of the entire industry that's faced layoffs. Two is that the uh, Pentagon just signed a deal with Amazon, uh, the big four, Amazon, Google, uh, AWS, and I forget that, uh, IBM, I think IBM. But anyway, it's a $9 billion contract, military contract to build out a military cloud network. So, and the, so what? Uh, January through March are going to be white, hot hiring times, which usually are in tech. Um, so, the thing about tech is that uh, just because you get a certification from one of these entities doesn't mean you will work for these companies. You can work for a stock company, you know, whomever, as Jason was alluding to earlier. Um, but the, at the end of the day, people are probably sitting on this call like, can you really make six figures and all this money? The reason that they pay so much is that, that these, are, these are skill-based jobs. That nobody is going after, see that the American market. No, that's but, absolutely. Uh, yeah,
7: so, that's it. yeah, let's,
0: yeah. If I could just highlight this, what you're saying, and just further really, really highlight it, it's just marketplace economics. Um, you don't have enough people with the skill set in order to draw them to the table. You got to make it worth it, and that's and the, and the reason it's worth it is because we already highlighted by 2030 and four four point three million jobs will be unfulfilled by the by Americans. Period. That's why the demand and the income is what it is. Go ahead, Autumn.
2: Um, no, just to uh, Danico's point. You know, when um, my company had a, a huge layoff, um, a lot of people were reaching out to me, like, "What's going on? Why? You know, why are so many people getting fired?" And I had to explain to them, like, for the couple hundred that were laid off, there are 1,000 people that work here. Um, when you look at major layoffs that came from, like, Google, um, from from Facebook, from Meta, um, from Microsoft, that's only a small percentage of the number of employees that work there. And, again, to D'Amico's point, come Q1, um, you're going to see so many recruiters out here looking for tech employees. And I think it's a prime time and opportunity to – Get in on, you know, ground level, make sure you have the time to dedicate to those certs and make your resume, you know, presentable in a way that you'll be postured for those opportunities when they come. Because DEI is going to be out there recruiting for, you know, um, spaces to fill, um, whether it be at HBCU or, you know, a different orgs. And the thing is, make sure that you're in those spaces and that you're, you know, prepared for it because the opportunities will be there.
0: No, absolutely. I think I got. I think Jason wanting to get back in. For the other caller I see out there, you have to press one as well. Let me check on and see if Jason's trying to get back in. Are you trying to get back in, Jason, or is that from the last time I? no. Nah, I- no. Nah. that
5: was from last time, my brother. Okay, just make sure. No, oh, no, you
0: did. You know, I just forgot the market, my bad. All right, nah, super cool. Um, yeah, just again, just dialoging it out and fleshing out these realities. Uh, you know, a couple of things I would just recall from some of the other members who are in the space. Um, we got. Um, Brother Frank Asante, um because you might know that brother or whatever, but I know he got into cybersecurity and this brother has worked two full time jobs just because of the nature of understanding how to do the IT. Working two full time jobs was actually easy for him. Both of them pay six figures. Like he I don't you know, he I, you know, I don't understand it all, if you will, right? But um but he's not the only person I know like that. I've seen people in the space literally be able to work a couple of jobs. But here's the thing I wanted to highlight. Not only does the skill set often give you the opportunity to maneuver, such as I just mentioned, but D'Amico, if I can highlight what a lot of black people think about quite often, as was mentioned earlier by one of the cuts, is a lot of people work for themselves. That's very easy to do, too. So as much as we're highlighting jobs being cut or not, can you speak to the Work for your self experience, which I know you've moved into, for what I understand. But let people, for the entrepreneurs out there, make sure they understand there's room for them as well. If you could speak
3: to that, absolutely. Um, man, what? Okay, so here's here's a pow, another power additive to these certifications and skills in tech is that once you get certifications. It allows you to not only be employed by most tech organizations, but it allows you to be a partner with these tech organizations. That's the underlying uh, business value, is that you and uh, two other partners who all have the same certification can literally become partners with AWS. And what does that partnership mean? That means that you are able to present uh- co- do consultation to multiple companies, including the government the federal government on how to construct their cloud infrastructure um through you all using you all's expertise and we're talking about you you're able to build them at least a hundred dollars an hour um the upper the business opportunities and just consulting alone in tech are highly under overrated um not excuse, not overrated, overlooked. And as well as the technical extra I myself, I'm working on um I have a great friend of mine who has a Sams contract. He he has an IT business and he does SAMS contracting. You don't only have to, to win contracts, you don't only have to uh uh win a contract directly from a company. You can partner with the company that won the contract.
0: Right.
3: And most federal contract most federal contracts, especially in tech they have to have a percentage of the contract be allotted to black-owned businesses.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But the, 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 if you don't know, you're not around, you don't know. That's why it's important to be around tech people and entrepreneurs in tech and, and influences to, to learn the insides of this industry. And that's why it's, a, it's pivotal even when you become employed by a company to understand how being an employee is you really contracting yourself out to a company. You get to use a company's resources to learn how to run a, a corporation. you get to learn about how the sales department does every, I'm telling you like I've learned so much and gained so much I, I get I get money both from the employees, from um, the employers, and I get money from business that I do with my actual company. so um, I mean just just understand that you don't have to go into this being an employee you this can be a business move for your business, to extend your business, especially if you have a business that's on social media, that's utilizing tech. You need to have those tech skills so that you don't get event- taken advantage of when it's time for tech issues or further technical development of your business. So um, AI coming up. I mean, it's, it's, man, we could talk about this all day literally, but that's it. Yeah. No, those are the main issues. That no, I, love it. I love
0: that. it. I think it's a perfect time for your quote. We're going to go to this last break. And um, if you will, but a quote that we promoted uh, for this show, you said, don't follow your passion, develop a skill and allow that skill to facilitate you to do the things you're passionate about. So it might just be a pivot for a minute for you to get back to what you're passionate about again. So too much, too much opportunity to not explore, even if you have another thing that you're passionate about or you want to be an entrepreneur, and it sounds like we're only talking about getting jobs. As D'Amico said, he maneuvers between being and then working with, you know, being an employee and using his skill set as an entrepreneur to make money on his own so it can be used both ways. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Law Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Are you intimidated by money? Well, this is a question most people never think to ask themselves. But when forced to think about it, many people realize they have unrecognized fears that truly affect how they deal with money. If you want to learn more about money and the fears that keep you from prosperity, join us for Making Money Matter Mondays, where money meets mental health with personal finance coach, Ashley Thomas, and psychotherapist, Dr. Katrina Pitt. Every second Monday of the month, find out if you're intimidated by money and what to do about it. To receive a link to this free Zoom event, please DM the Making Money Matter or the Mentor Dialogue Instagram pages or contact 404-604-9477. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry wide for returning worn out, broken and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. If you have a product or service you would like to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please, again, contact me directly at 404 604 9477. We definitely appreciate the sponsorships. Better yet, become a member and keep Smart Radio on the air at mentaldialogue.com. I have to highlight this Monday's Making Money Matter Monday with financial coach Ashley Thomas as well as Dr. Katrina Pittman. Our therapist is where money and mental health meet as we discuss holidays and money. It's definitely sometimes can be a tough time of year and you want to realize if any of those things are affecting how you see your finances, whether it's even from down to um, I feel obligated to buy gifts or buying things that's too expensive or I can't afford gifts and you feel bad about it, all of these things. Money and mental health literally go hand-to-hand in more ways than we know, and sometimes it even affects our monies in ways we don't realize. So highly recommend every second Monday of the month we have a free Zoom. You can contact me through my social media pages on IG, Mental Underscore Dialogue, Matoya Smith on Facebook or the Mental Dialogue Facebook page, DM me, and we will send you the free link every second Monday with Ashley Thomas and Dr. Katrina Pittman. Had to highlight that. Um, Before I get back to our special guest, let me continue to highlight we have a big week upcoming uh, with the Mental Dialogue Community Club. Tomorrow, we're doing art, dinner, and dialogue with one of our members, uh, Sabrina Sabrina Player and her daughter. They have a art gallery here. And if you're in the Atlanta area, join us tomorrow at two thirty. Uh, they're doing a um, make your own price. So you go to the gallery, you set price, and you get some art for yourself or even for gifts for the holidays. That's tomorrow at two thirty. At four o'clock, we're going to dinner at Tom Dick and Hank's Black-owned barbecue spot, and we're going to have dialogue after buying art. We're going to shop black, eat black. And we're gonna talk black as I present a couple of commentaries from my upcoming book, "Reeducation of the Negroes," "Reeducation of the Negro," necessary conversations on race, sex, and culture, coming out soon enough. And end of year mental dialogue live experience. Autumn, I'm putting you on the spot on that on worldwide radio because we got. You know, we just we just got our, our Spotify wrapper, and we got eleven countries that listen to us. Just by the way, just to highlight that. So worldwide, we'd love to invite you to our end of year mental dialogue live experience, where we're featuring mental health dialogues, where we're featuring psychologists and therapists on their soapbox on different issues within mental health, from race racism from. Uh, just different issues and emotions How they affect us when it comes to Our mental health in the black community Looking forward to that would love to see you out next Friday If you are available If you're not, I do understand We wanted to invite you live on air Getting back to this morning's discussion <laughs> Can I break into tech Without tech experience Again, you've been invited live on air If you want to accept live on air I think that's yeah, right
2: no, I'm
0: not going there with you on the air. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's not, good. Okay. I was give you the opportunity to look good on the app, but now nah, you can get back with me. It's all good. <laughs> but uh, with that said, I think uh, D'Amico's already told me he can't make it, so I ain't going to even do that to him. But anyway, with that said, is that um, too, can I... But I am going to get the book. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we're going to have a pre-sale coming out on that soon. Uh, but anyway, with that said, um, can I break into tech without tech experience? Uh, with both of y'all extensive backgrounds, the thing I mentioned at the very beginning of the show is I admire... Y'all efforts to get other people in and Obviously y'all made yourself available and how people can get in contact with y'all. But if, um, if you will, Debiko, so I'll start with you as our special guest and you as well, Autumn. Can y'all talk about the, the insight, your inside thought to your honest desire to help people get in. Y'all talk about all the love that's in the field or whatever, but I'm talking about personally, why are y'all so driven To move people into the space Not the technicalities of the space And what it can do for you Why does it matter to you so much Is what I'm asking you to be close
3: Man you know what I ask myself that every day (laughs) 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 But uh, no man um, I guess it gets to that point Of it's like You see When you see the potential of something And I look at things Not only from a technical perspective But usually also from a business perspective optimization perspective and i look at this and I'm like man if we if black i mean we are such an underutilized community in a multitude of ways that if we just took these tech resources and skills and knowledges and apply, applied them to our careers and our communities and even our relationships man we would i mean we could really become black americans 2.0 And I even look at, and then I look at also the lack of us in the actual industry. And I think of like, man, how, how much of the industry we would change. Mm -hmm.
9: Um, um,
3: it's just like the potential I guess is, is what keeps driving me. And every, and, and I do get discouraged a lot. You know, I really do, especially when you, when you've helped so many people and, See them take the opportunities for granted, and you know how hard your journey was. But what's inspiring is coming across those, those few who actually are doing the work and did the work that you instructed them to do, and those who are even just working to you of your people, and you're just you're seeing their growth, like seeing our people grow in this industry from zero tech experience to in the in the first role from in their first role to going to multiple roles to becoming influencers. Those are the things that inspires me because I know that one black person in tech is able to, they're, they're they're changing their family's generational narrative and direction. And that is something that's monumental and powerful, powerful for me and keeps me going beyond all the technical stuff at a personal level.
0: No, I love it. Um, Autumn, for what I understand, um, I, I know you've. As soon as you know, when I met you, you were big into, like you said, black women specifically getting into the space. You and Demiko's both have
3: highlighted
0: what sisters bring to the space, even though y'all are so few. But that that flair and that attention to detail, I and mean, then as you highlighted, even for sisters who understand personalities, because as we mentioned, people think of that. Tech person is that nerd who doesn't have people skills, and you're, you've highlighted that the people skills that a lot of single mothers, if you will, have is actually needed, can be used, and I know you too are trying to. I don't know if you already have, but looking to set up some some uh, organizations to specifically help Black women and Black girls, from what I understand. But yeah, if you two could answer, why is that so important to you?
4: Um.
2: It- super important to me and not to discount, um, you know, the male gender or anything like that, but I, I can only speak from my life experience that, um, single parents, um, a lot of us don't prioritize our self care. We don't prioritize, um, you know, taking care of ourselves. And most of that is due to lack of funding or lack of community, um, a lot of us in the black community period are angry or have only experienced different uh, cultures from, from a stance of hate or discrimination. Um, going into the tech community, I know some cool as white people.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: know some cool as Indian people. I have some allies who will stand up for me in any state when it comes to discrimination or, or me being shunned for any, you know, for anything, against their own, you know, peers. Um, so it is broaden my, you know, my perspective when it comes to people. Uh, you know, I look mm-hmm. at people from a different, through a different lens. And as far as the monetary side of it, I can afford to, to prioritize my self-care. I can make sure that my children That's are good. The stress is not there because nice. the work-life balance, the unlimited PTO, the benefits that I don't have to pay for, those things are afforded to me through this, you know, through tech. And going into my own business, that's even more freedom. That's even more room for generational wealth that my children don't have to worry about. And they see that, and now they're interested. In it. So, you know, it's, it's passing down skill sets. It's making sure they're set for life. And it's also making sure that you have the resources to take care of yourself as a single parent. So that's why it's important, because I see so many of us struggling, women killing themselves. Um, you know, they're dying before their time because they were stressed, because they don't have the resources to provide for their children. And tech can provide that for you. So we, have, we just we just need the outlet. We need somebody to tell us how to do it and how to do it in our own unique way. Because, like I said, our excellence, we see it as average, but everybody else sees it as, as excellence. And we just need to get on that same plane and see no, the
1: value I love, in us.
0: No, I love it. Let me kind of close with, again, some practicality. I love, I want to highlight like this, where Dabiko talked about the basics of literacy for our young black boys and how foundational, which I wouldn't have expected, if you will, to come to a tech conversation. But if we can go back to that foundation, as much as we're encouraging and more likely people who are listening, you know, I could see my, as y'all say, my my data analysis. I didn't know I was a data analysis engineer. Thank y'all for giving me a new title. Uh, But I could see (laughs) that, you know, the majority of uh, my highest group is like 35 to 44 as far as who listens the most. And so assuming that, you know, in a sense, if you're of that age, they keep highlighting, get one of these certifications within a six months to a couple of years as the Mikos did. Again, that's a short period of time where, you know, even if it's the money that entices you, but as Autumn just said, she works, she looks at mothers who, she saying, Hey, you can juggle this much easier because of the work life balance this gives you. That, that That's an incentive in enough to not be killing yourself, working for somewhere that doesn't appreciate you. It takes, You you know, they keep telling you about these wonderful people. Again, we're highlighting all these things. But I want to go back to the very basis of when I said, hey, I would love for STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, to be our our, our new NBA, our new NFL. So what happens is that cut that talked about desperately wanting to get a child a scholarship because you want to give them a better opportunity than, than you may have had or whatever. So many parents are in that situation. But understand that all those travel teams, all that equipment you're buying to put them in sports, that time now can be cheaper to get them a coding class, to get them in a STEM camp during the summer or whatever, because what's happening for the percentages, another thing that's happening in our community is even for those who decide later in life to figure out, this is what I want to do. If, it's, if it is have, if, if the tech job they want is a degree, their peers have been doing it since four. The peers have been doing peers have been doing it since the fourth grade. To make this transition for your children, introduce them sooner, even if you don't have a computer in your house. That is an excuse. It was my story that I personally used when computers, you know, were not in a, in your home. But there are people out here like Demicos, like Autumn, who are starting coding classes and all type of things for young children and you can sit them in that direction. 4.3 million jobs over the next seven years are available. Stop competing for those 4,400 professional jobs. If your child really got that skill, that's one thing, but if it's just to get them to school, go this route. All I ask is that you think. Thank y'all. I'm out. (laughs)